Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Well, health authorities are urging people in Greater Sydney and Melbourne to get tested amid fears coronavirus is spreading undetected in the community. New South Wales recorded no new cases of community transmission yesterday. However, two cases were reported after the cut-off time and will be included in today's figures. Both are linked to the Barella cluster in Western Sydney. New hotspots have been announced with anyone who attended the 10.10am screening of The Crudes on December 30 at Reading Cinema Auburn, considered now a close contact. So too are people who visited OKS Beauty and Hair in Lidcombe on the 31st. You must get tested and self-isolate for 14 days. Anyone who attended Woolworths Lidcombe on the 31st should monitor for symptoms. To limit the risk of a super spreader event, crowd capacity at Sydney's third test will be limited to 25%. That is 10,000 spectators. In Victoria, there are three new local cases of coronavirus, all linked to the Black Rock Thai restaurant. Two are household contacts. One is a secondary contact who doesn't live with anyone infected but did see them long enough to catch the virus. Victoria has 36 active cases. In stark contrast to the rest of the world, Australia has 26 people with coronavirus in hospital. None are in ICU or on ventilators. The chief medical officer says anyone in Greater Sydney or Melbourne with even the mildest symptoms should get tested and stay home. Here's Nat. Let's go to our team of reporters now. First to Amelia Brace, who's at the Barella Woolworths. Amelia, thousands have been caught up in this latest alert. Yeah, absolutely, Nat. Late last night, New South Wales Health drastically broadened its health advice for this store. Initially, it had listed specific times that were of concern, but it now says that the entire period between December 20 and 31 is of concern and that anyone who came here at any time during that period is considered a close contact and should get tested and isolate immediately. This Woolworth store is physically connected to the BWS store which is the epicentre of this Barella cluster which now stands at at least 15. We do know that two of those 15 cases will be officially confirmed by New South Wales Health later today but obviously uh, given this potential exposure here there are concerns that that could be much broader. Meanwhile there is also pressure on New South Wales Health ahead of the third, the third cricket test at the SCG on Thursday. Both teams are Australia and India flew into Sydney yesterday and now face strict quarantine measures. In Sydney and in Brisbane, 
uh, the protocols are that they'll be within our exclusive hotel and then at the grounds for training and for playing the matches. Both our squad and uh, working with the BCCI, everyone's very clear on the expectations uh, and what's involved. Now, capacity at the SCG has been dramatically reduced to just 25%, uh, which is less than 10,000 people. Anyone who already had a ticket to the match has been refunded and they've been put in a ballot to get first dibs on those few seats that are available. If there are any left over, they will go on sale to the general public at midday. Let's go to Nathan Templeton. He's at Moorabbin in Melbourne South East today. Nathan, the focus there is on a bottle shop. Yes, now the grape and grain liquor sellers uh, had already been identified at a public exposure site uh, because a worker did five shifts here while infectious between December 21 and December 29. But health officials have now escalated its status as a hotspot. So previously, anyone who visited here during that time uh, could leave isolation as soon as they returned a negative test. Now uh, they must isolate for 14 days regardless of their test results. Despite the fresh concern, though, here at the bottle shop, but overall the COVID situation in Victoria is quite encouraging. We've had an incredible 72,000 tests done in the past three days. Yesterday, there were only three new cases, and all of those uh, were from that known cluster, a small buffalo, uh, the Thai restaurant in Black Rock. So no mystery cases, no huge outbreak at this stage, and the acting Premier Jacinta Allen says contact tracing has also improved. The best way to get on top of this virus is to get information into the hands of people so they can have a look for themselves, what their movements have been. Now, there are some reports that the Australian Grand Prix held at Albert Park will be postponed this year. You may remember last year, uh, that was one of the first real major events that was called off and quite controversial uh, circumstances at the last minute. A number of uh, motorsport websites are suggesting that it is going to be delayed. It was due to kick off the Formula One season uh, in March. At this stage, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation says those plans remain in place and discussions are ongoing. Matt? Tamara Bowes at Gold Coast University Hospital. Tamara, testing has ramped up in Queensland. Nat, despite the chaos we've seen at testing facilities across the Sunshine State over the last couple of days, Queensland Health is still urging those return travellers from Victoria to come forward and get tested. To clear the backlog, they've now opened an additional seven fever clinics across Queensland, three of those here on the Gold Coast where those wait times have been particularly long, a second site here at the Gold Coast University Hospital. The other four sites are spread across Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast, even though they bolstered staff numbers yesterday today and extended clinic hours. There were still delays in excess of three hours at some of the more popular sites. The Chief Health Officer says there's no need to stand around anymore though because there are more than 80 sites across the Sunshine State. Uh, that, even still though, yesterday people were left standing around for hours but the Chief Health Officer says on the weekend the wait times were lengthy because half of the facilities were closed for the Christmas break. Now there are also fears that the virus is moving closer to the Queensland border. Uh, a close contact of a confirmed case in Byron Bay was nabbed by police for breaching isolation orders. Initial reports suggest that instead of isolating, she was found taking a dip in a hotel pool, something she vehemently denies but has since been slapped with $2,000 worth of fines. That, uh, as for the Queensland border, it does still remain closed to residents from Greater Sydney. The Chief Health Officer is keeping a close eye on the outbreaks and says she'll reassess the situation on Friday. So not long to go now. Sydney siders may be allowed 
allowed back in very soon. Okay, thank you very much, everyone. Let's get some more news now from Mon. Thanks, Nat. To breaking news now, and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced Britain's third national lockdown. That is, as daily new coronavirus cases reach almost 60,000. I completely understand the inconvenience and distress this late change will cause millions of parents and pupils up and down the country. Parents whose children were in school today may reasonably ask why we did not take this decision sooner. And the answer is simply that we've been doing everything in our power to keep schools open because we know how important each day in education is to children's life chances. Now, Britons will only be allowed out of their homes to shop, to work, to exercise and to seek medical assistance. It's a lockdown very similar to the first lockdown there earlier in the year. Now, schools will also be closed with a move to remote education as the British virus strain, this more contagious strain, causes chaos in the nation's hospitals. So big breaking news there from the UK. Now, thousands of Sydney residents could be forced into isolation after New South Wales Health expanded its advice for a Woolworths in Barella next to the BWS, which was the epicentre of the city's latest cluster. Those who attended the grocery store at any time between the 20th and the 31st of December must get tested. It comes as two more cases were linked to the Barella BWS. At least one of them is a customer and they will be included in today's virus numbers. Authorities have confirmed the person who introduced the virus into that bottle shop had no symptoms. Joining us now is infectious diseases expert Professor Robert Boy. Morning to you. Now, thousands of people could have been exposed at that Woolworths and the BWS, but just two new cases have been reported. Why? Well, most of the contact is only for seconds or a minute or two. So prolonged contact is more likely to cause transmission and most people are in and out. So those that have got infected may only have had a, a short exposure, that's true to say, but their risk is lower. So will there be people walking around Sydney, lots of them with it, who haven't been tested? Uh, that's unlikely, but there will be people who haven't been tested and are infected. And that's why the call to get tested if you have any symptoms whatsoever is wise. Okay, let's talk about the SCG on Thursday. They're going ahead with this reduced crowd, 12,000 people. Is that a good idea? I think so. We actually discussed this and foreshadowed it more than a week ago. Uh, by increasing the distance uh, by an extra metre, you're doubling the, uh, the distance from you from the next person. And in effect, it's a tenfold reduction uh, in risk because uh, the, the risk goes spherically. And uh, so, so we're making a really big difference by reducing uh, from around uh, 50,000 or 45,000 down to 10,000. OK, let's talk about the vaccine. Um, we've got um, the, um, the opposition leader saying Pfizer's um, vaccine is going to be approved in January um, and, and not rolled out soon enough. Um, could you tell us what you know about both the vaccines and why we're not and are we doing this fast enough? Well, the vaccine data is very encouraging. We've got 
excellent uh, responses, uh, more than 90% protection with Pfizer and a little bit less with the AstraZeneca. However, uh, I think the government's doing the right thing through the, uh, uh, the, the TGA, and that is to be absolutely sure about uh, the best quality safety data that we can have. And, and that extra three months that's being used is allowing uh, longer follow-up and of much larger numbers. So instead of knowing that it's safe in tens of thousands, we'll soon be able to be uh, assured and reassured that it's safe in millions of people. And that's a really good thing. We don't have a huge rush in Australia. We've got small numbers. We've got restrictions on our lifestyle. But we don't have a huge rush to go to vaccine right now. Uh, we've got time to be absolutely sure about effectiveness and safety. Right. A lot of Australians are probably nodding their heads with you. Thank you, Professor Robert Boy, this morning. Here's Matt. Thanks, Nat. Well, there's new hope for Victoria this morning. Officials are confident the state's outbreak is now under control and they're aiming to hit zero new cases by the end of the week. It comes after Melbourne recorded three new local coronavirus cases, although linked to the Black Rock cluster from more than 30,000 tests. A huge response there from Victorians. Residents aren't totally out of the woods yet, though, with dozens of new exposure sites added to the watch list. Testing sites are also under some big pressure, with thousands lining up for hours at a time to get swabbed. For more, I'm joined now by Dr Mukesh Haikawal, the former president of the Australian Medical Association. Doctor, a very good morning to you. Thank you for your time. Uh, you run a respiratory clinic Thank in Melbourne, morning. which is doing a really go a good job helping with COVID testing. A lot of the testing sites under enormous pressure right now. What are things like for you there on the ground? Well, um, obviously the demand is huge because the uh, timelines given to get tested were quite tight. And of course, it came uh, on the long, long weekend, including New Year's Day and, and the weekend after. So people are obviously on, on leave anyway. Um, and to get geared up to do uh, testing uh, for most sites was very difficult and to bring people in. We were hammered um, all the weekends in the general practice itself because people were seeking tests and we couldn't provide them in the general practice because we've got a special uh, clinic to do all that work uh, next door. Um, we actually opened up on New Year's Day briefly to bring some people in. Um, and we also opened up uh, a twilight clinic uh, on Sunday to bring people in forward so mm. that we could actually do more testing on Monday yesterday. Um, and yesterday we were literally wall to wall. But we don't have queuing here. We have a situation where people make an appointment um, and they are parked just off site. So when we're ready to see them on site, we can bring them on site and they don't have a, an awful long wait. And they're basically off site within half an hour. Yeah, I appreciate it. A difficult time of year to bring all these testers back after the enormous few months that they've had. Just quickly, Doctor, in your view, uh, how are we tracking with the outbreak? Are we starting to wrangle it under control? I think the good news is the number of cases in New South Wales has dropped, even with the two going to be announced a little bit later on today. In Victoria, we're also, uh, as you said, getting this under control. Uh, luckily for the other states, they haven't uh, reached the heights of... Uh, the, the, what we've seen in Victoria in the past uh, and the recent outbreak in New South Wales. But we must not be off our guard. We must continue to do all the things that we've learned from Victoria, which is using our masks. We must make sure we don't get into that awful situation of lockdown that they've had to announce in Britain just now. So we've got lots to learn from Victoria as well as the rest of the, of the world and make sure we keep our people safe, keep our distance, keep sanitising uh, and make sure we get tested. And as we heard, they're not all people with symptoms. Uh, and if you've been exposed to a site mm. and the advice is to get tested, then get tested. Um, and whilst you're waiting for your test, 
Uh, it's not a matter of life and death to get it done at the moment that you're being called, but make sure you get it done in a, in a time and stay isolated until you get that test done. Yeah, really good advice. Like so many other frontline workers, you're doing an amazing job there. Dr Mukesh Heikerwal, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Here's Nat. Queensland Police are running a tight ship when it comes to incoming travellers from New South Wales. More than 14,000 vehicles have been turned away as the hard border with Greater Sydney remains in place. Authorities have also been keeping tabs on social media posts and recently investigated Conservative lobbyist Lyle Shelton after he bragged on Twitter about a sneaky run over the border. For more, we're joined by Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner Steve Golscheski. Morning to you. What are police seeing at the border? Are people simply Morning, not Matt. aware of the rules or are they just hoping they'll get through and run the gauntlet? Well, Nat, we're still seeing some people trying to do that, but I have to say since phase nine of our operation for COVID response on the uh, 19th of uh, December started, so in those 18 days we've, we've intercepted 94,000 vehicles um, and we've also, sorry, 83,000 vehicles, and we've also processed 94,000 people at the airports. So a vast majority of the people are doing the right thing, but nonetheless, we've still had to turn around 1,300 people at both the roads and the airports, so 1,100 people at our road borders. So people still trying to get through. Um, unfortunately, some have been issued with um, penalty infringement notices as well. So 54 people have been in issued with um, penalty infringement notices in that period as well. And yep. that includes people trying to get across the border and lie their way across. Oh, right. OK. Always a good idea to lie to the police. Not. Um, now, New South Wales case numbers have started to drop. Um, at what point will the hard border to Greater Sydney be reconsidered? Look, uh, we're meeting every day to discuss the situation of um, what's happening in the other states. Jeanette Young speaks to the other chief health officers. They are very connected. Uh, we are very well informed about what's happening and that decision will be made based on the advice from the Chief Health Officer. And when do you think? Well, look, we're, we're very hopeful that it will be very soon. We're seeing that um, all the jurisdictions since um, COVID started are getting very good at tracing and, and being able to get on top of these infections. So we're hopeful, hopeful that it'll be able to happen pretty soon. But the exact date, that's something for Jeanette Young to determine and, and advise the Premier. OK, thank you, Steve. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're joined now by infectious diseases expert, Professor Reiner McIntyre. Professor, good morning to you. Uh, thousands of people could have been exposed at this supermarket and liquor store. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Is this the calm before the storm? Well, I think, you know, New South Wales Health has clearly done a good job. The numbers are coming down, but it's really towards the end of this week that we will see 
if there's a surge in cases uh, because of New Year's Eve and the super spreading that might have occurred at that time. Um, so I think once we get to two weeks after New Year's Eve, which is January the 14th, we can be more confident about whether we're on top of this or not. Um, you know, 80% of spread happens indoors and the virus is airborne. So those plastic screens that they have at Woolworths and other shops, they actually don't do much at all because the virus travels in the air on aerosols and, you know, you breathe in, it just goes around the plastic and you breathe it in. So oh. um, the mask mandate will certainly help. Um, but I think we need to recognise the role of aerosol transmission to prevent these outbreaks continuing to happen. Well, a lot of shopkeepers who feel a bit more protected with those screens up will not be feeling great hearing you say that. This uh, person um, who went into that Barella store, it dates, the warnings are dating back to December 20. Would we not have said, why haven't we seen a spike in that area yet? Um, we're only seeing, you know, a handful of cases. Well, you know, New South Wales Health has put out alerts. They've made it very clear there's a cluster in Barella. They've gone, you know, to great um, extents to get people tested. People have come forward to be tested. So um, that might have actually made the difference in terms of containing it. But like I said, we need to wait till the second week of January before we can be confident that we've got through the potential um, spreading that might have occurred around that New Year's Eve time. Professor, talking about potential spreading, can I ask you quickly uh, just about the cricket? It's going ahead at the SCG on Thursday, but it'll have a reduced crowd capacity of 25%. Uh, stirring up a lot of debate at the moment in Sydney whether the, we should have crowds there or not. Um, as an infectious diseases expert, what's your opinion? Look, I think it's good the crowd numbers have been reduced. That will certainly help. Any reduction in numbers will definitely um, reduce the risk of transmission. Um, whether or not that's still too much of a risk at this time, um, time will only tell. The other thing they could do is mandate masks at the SCG so that, you know, even if you're outdoors sitting in the stands watching the cricket, that you should be wearing a mask. That will also further reduce the risk. Yeah, they haven't mandated them, but they are strongly recommending them. They should mandate them yeah, now if, so. if, if they're going to take that risk. Yeah. Okay, Professor McIntyre, we thank you very much for your time this morning. It's a pleasure.